So let's get right into it. <clears throat> you know why the fuck we here. This is the tea and toxic. It's your girl porcelain. So today we're gonna be discussing dating while fat. Is there a difference? Is it the same? You know, are fat women treated differently? So me being a plus size woman, I've really always been plus size. Um, since I was really, really small, I'm pretty tall. Um, I'm almost six feet tall, so I'm a pretty tall girl. And I just have always been thicker. Men do treat you differently, but I feel like it depends. But we'll get into that. Um, I just truly feel like people treat you how you feel about you. So, when you're super, super confident and you think you're a bad bitch and you're be acting and behaving like a bad bitch, that's the way that you're treated. And if you are feeling less than that, if you're not feeling your true self, if you're not feeling like the superwoman that you are, then people treat you like that. But from my experience, it really just... Seems like men are, are not, I don't even know if it's looks. It's really more so just the confidence. Like, literally, like, how do you feel about you? That's what they're attracted to. So, I think that there's a lot of misconceptions about dating while fat. Um, some of them are true. Some of them are not. Like, fat women cannot or just don't have any standards. In order for you to be happy, you have to be thin. Only chubby chasers are men with fat fetishes date fat women because, you know, regular men, you know, don't find plus size women attractive. Fat women are super easy or they're desperate and they're never getting married. So it's like, who made this shit up? But but it's, it's really like a common thought. Well, I know so many plus size women that are married and super in love to amazing men. Um, I know a bunch of skinny hoes and I know some fat hoes. You know, it goes both as far as like being desperate. I know some desperate skinny hoes. I know some desperate, you know, fat. Like, like it really just, it, it's, it's on both sides of the spectrum. But when you talk about plus size women, so many of those negative connotations are just associated with them. And I don't know who the fuck started the rumor, but goddamn, it's a lot. It's a lot. And, like, thinking that, like, only one type of man dates fat women. Completely untrue. I have dated all different kinds of men. I've dated fine-ass men. I've dated ugly dudes. I've dated ones that were super, super tall. i dated ones that were short. I've dated ones that was broke. i dated ones that was balling. Like, it's literally been all over the place. There, there has never, like, and I, I mean, I do have a type, but, you know, that's my own personal preference. But... Literally, all types of men love women, especially big women. Like, men love big women. Like, every time a motherfucking song drops, somebody always on the song talking about a big girl coochie. Like, come on now. Niggas is out here. Niggas is out here on the fat girls, okay? Don't get don't get it the fuck twisted. And, and I don't think that happiness has a size. I feel like you don't have to be thin to be happy right now I am not thin I have lost some weight but I am I'm nowhere near thin but I'm very happy with myself I love my body right now like I'm super just confident wearing the titties out again got the little crap you know 
things that I that I wasn't doing probably like last year. Well, I mean, I, I always thought me on the crop top, but but the confidence is definitely different. I'm certainly not thin. Um, and that fat women don't have standards. Like that one really just burns the crack of my ass because it's so it's it's crazy because. My friends always tell me, like, okay, but you be doing too much. Like, you be doing too much. Like, the nigga do not have to be perfect. And I'm like, who don't? I'm perfect. Why he don't have to be? So, it's like, you know, it really just depends on who the woman is. But it's not a size thing. So, just some of my personal experiences. When I was a child, my parents were always just kind of, like, hovering and talking about weight because they didn't want me to be overweight because you know we had the fat gene in our family quote unquote so they didn't want me to be overweight but they were constantly feeding me things that would contribute to me being fat so my daddy would buy me ice cream all the time that mother would take me to go get double tree cookies we was always going out to eat like where was the vegetables like 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 we're, we're not eating carrots and string beans every night so of course the bitch is gonna get fat like what but they were constantly on my head about it and it was, you know, like making like little weird ass comments, like y'all, you know, you better quit eating, and just just weird shit. But I think that that's a black community thing. Black families police the people that they love's bodies. Like I don't know why why that is, and why people feel the need to just make a bunch of like weird ass comments. Like even as an adult, like my father has always, and he's a Virgo, so y'all already know the motherfuckers always got something to say, but. I just feel like they always just have something to say. And, and, and it might not just be a, a black family thing. It might be a universal thing. But I, but black families, oh, bitch. If that double chin get the dribbling, a bitch is going to have something to motherfucking say. And they ain't going to let you fucking forget it until you get on Kanye's workout plan and drop those pins. And I mean, I, and that's not to say that I didn't have great parents. I absolutely have great parents. I have amazing parents that are super supportive. But, you know, nobody's perfect. And also, I, I also think that comes from, you know, generational hurt and generational trauma. So, while it may not have been their way, I'm sure that there was something that their parents just constantly had comments about. Um, or constantly have something negative about us. And then you get your kids and, and you, you know, do the same thing. Because you never learn to work through the trauma and realize, you know, oh, this is hurtful to me. So I'm not going to do this to my child because I know how that made me feel. But it was really some of the things that were said almost put me in a mindset of, well, when I start dating, you know, or when I'm intimate with someone... Men are not going to be attracted to me because of the way that I look. Like, m me being plus size is ultimately going to hinder me when it comes to finding a partner. So, um, my first real boyfriend, um, we're going to call him Jack. So, he was really like my first real everything. Um, and he just wasn't securing himself. Like, he relied heavily on the thoughts of his peers. Um, and it was like really my first real dating experience and he just wasn't okay or honest about what he was attracted to. So he was attracted to a plus size woman. Very much so attracted to a plus size woman. And I was not the only one. And so it would be really weird because it's like he would just make like little like weird ass comments like about my weight. And I'd be like, why the fuck are you doing that? Because bitch... 
you didn't have my whole body in your mouth. So if you got a problem with the way that I fucking look, I can't tell. Like, clearly I'm missing it. So, and like, I wouldn't even have to be around the nigga to put a hitch in his giddy up. Like, like just the thought, okay, of a bitch, okay, with having a nigga wearing a gown. You know what I'm saying? So, and I just remember having a conversation with him once and I asked him like you know if it was one thing and I had asked I was talking to a bunch of niggas at the time but I asked him like and every other dude I was talking to like if this was one thing that you could change about me like what would it be and all the rest of my hoes like oh my god your smart ass mouth like you just always be tripping another one like well I mean I feel like you know you don't trust me all the way you know I'm trying to do my best and show you that I love you and I care about you another one like you just always just you just a crybaby you just whining your attitude horrible this bitch gonna say I mean honestly you perfect like I ain't gonna lie like if I could change anything about you it would probably be your way and I was like yeah like like, out of all the things that I am, like, I am so stubborn. I'm clingy, like, super smart mouth, over the top, extra dramatic. Like, out of all the things, out of all the issues that you have with me, the one thing that you would change was this extra motherfucking 50 pounds on me? That's crazy. That's crazy. And that shit really just, like, fucked me up. That shit fucked me up. Like, fuck me up. And, and, and it's like, when people say certain stuff, and, and it's something that I'm working on. Because you literally never realize how what you say can affect someone else. So while this was a million fucking years ago, I will never forget that that bitch said that shit to me. I would never forget it. I'm gonna be 85 years old, like, bitch is on site. Because I hate you for life. Like, I literally, like, we do not have a relationship. We are not cool. Like, we are just, we, we don't have any, any contact. Um, he's popped back up a couple of times, but I just don't, I don't have nothing for you. Because I just feel like you was fucked up to me. And you can go to hell. So, next we're going to talk about the Chlamydia King. So, he was, the, he was a complete opposite. So, he loved plus size women. Like, it was almost like a, a fetish. But... He he had some other issues going on. So he was like super manipulative and kind of like to play on emotions. And I don't know if he like kind of targeted fat women because maybe he felt like they were more easily manipulated. I'm not, I never really could put my finger on what it was with him. But oh my God, he was, he was so toxic. Like, like out of, between him or Jack, I can't, I really can't tell you who was worse. Um... But we really gonna get into that during the fuckboy episode because I, I have so much that I can say about him. But yeah, he was the he was the complete opposite. He definitely had some sort of fetish going on. And then we're gonna talk about Chef. So y'all know I talked about Chef in my first episode. So Chef is my first love. He's the only person I've ever been in love with. And he was just like the sweetest guy I ever dated. You know, he would cook for me all the time. He would buy me flowers. And he just always just made a point to tell me how beautiful I was and show me I was appreciated and show me, you know, just how much I meant to him. Um, but I don't want really to kind of like retell that story, but to make a long story short, <clears throat> so he was a, he was a friend of 
well, he was not a friend. He was a cousin of one of my close friends. Um, and at the time, I just hated him, like, the whole time I grew up. Like, I thought he was an asshole. Um, and I had always been told that he was an asshole. And then I kind of got to know him for myself. And he just was nothing like what I thought. But he truly, like, after dating Jack and after dating the Chlamydia King, like, I was kind of fucked up. Like, I, my self-esteem was kind of, like, you know, shaky. I'm like, all right, bitch. Well, you know, maybe, maybe you need to change some shit. You know, maybe you need to work on some shit. So, he just really just loved me down. Like, loved me down. Like, truly helped me reinvent myself. He showed me things about myself that I didn't even know. And he just, honestly, every chance he got just reassured me that I was just the baddest bitch he had ever seen. Like, he just truly helped me evolve. Um... And, and that, that's something that, you know, I'll always be grateful um, to him about. But in that relationship, and I don't know if it was due to the insecurities I have. I, I really don't have an explanation for it. But I really wasn't honest with him about how I felt about him and, and the way that I wanted our relationship to be. Um, and he deserved so much more than what I was able to give him. At that time. Um, and I, I, you know, I just think, you know, some of that was just being young, being naive, being caught up in my head, not really knowing what I want and not really knowing what to do with someone that was as intentional and as intense as he was. He was very intentional. Um, and he loved me fiercely. So, I just think that at the time, I just didn't really know what to do with that or how to handle that. So, um, but I don't think that I ever truly thanked him for just loving me naked and just always making me feel special. So, Chef, if you ever hear this, I don't know if you're going to listen to it. I'm going to send it to your ass, but I don't know if you're going to listen to it. Just thank you. So, then we can talk about Monkey. So, Monkey is not a guy that I dated, but I, I think he's important to discuss in my story of really finding out what I want. So, Monkey was a friend. Me and Monkey have always been friends. Me and Monkey were intimate a few times and it was trash. Um, and then I kind of ended the interaction. So we weren't friends and, you know, we weren't communicating. And he, like, begged to be back in my life. Like, begged me. Like, literally. Like, every fucking day for, like, months. Like, can we just be cool? Like, write me on Facebook. Can we just be cool? I just really want you in my life. You know, it's just so important to me that, you know, you and I are, you know cool. I just want to be in your life. I just want to be able to spend time with you. Baba begged me. Okay. So I'm like, oh my God, this is so weird. Okay. We can be friends. That's fine. Yeah, we can be friends. So we ended up being friends. He spent the night over my house a couple of times. Now, sexually, I was not interested but I did have feelings for him I ended up actually really really liking him um because we were just talking a lot more and he ended up being like not what I was expect 
expecting or not well not even what I was expecting but he ended up not being what I remembered him to be and he was just cool as fuck so I ended up liking him he's he spent the night a couple of times and uh <laughs> this motherfucker was trying to talk to like one of my closest friends he was trying to talk to Dollar and I didn't know and um one day he sent me a video because this nigga would just send me like weird ass videos like getting out the shower all type of just crazy shit and i would send that shit to all my friends so i'd be like this nigga's so cringy so i sent it to dollar and she was like what is his name and you know i said his name and she was like oh no nah, bitch not this this nigga live in my inbox he pays rent i said can't be can't be because he knows that you and i are friends so why would he be doing that so then it ended up being a whole thing and um, she said something to him about it. He was like, oh, no, I like me and Jamila like not like that. Mind you, this nigga is spending the night at my house. Now, nothing happened, but nothing happened because of me. Okay, let's be clear. Um, trying to like do like just blow this fuck. Like nigga had me so fucked up. But he he was telling her like, no, like Jamila's just my friend. It ain't nothing like that. And she like, oh, well, that's not, you know, that's not the story that I heard. Like I heard blah, blah, blah. And he like, oh, no, it ain't nothing like that. Whole time I'm listening to the conversation. I'm like, oh, okay. So then I end up talking to him. I said, so what the fuck was that? He like, I mean, what you want me to do? She fine. I said, oh, okay, you got that. You got that. And, and, and you know what's so crazy is like dating men that are not secure in themselves and, and, and dating men that are not okay with what they like. I don't have any time. I do not have any time. Because while my friend is fucking fine, bitch, don't you ever fucking fix your mouth to act like I'm not. And this nigga's obsessed with me. Like he's literally obsessed. And I'm like, because I didn't lost a couple of pounds. Like now nah, I'm the... Now you're going to treat me like the bad bitch that i always been? You blood Like, I'm never. I am never fucking with you. Like, and I know you, I know you going to listen to it. If don't nobody listen to this motherfucking podcast. I know you are. I'm never, ever, ever, ever giving you no play. Now you got to be a fan. Because you really could have been a part. But now, you got to be a fan. You got you to gotta sit on the sidelines. You got to be on the bleachers. Watching now, now you're a spectator because that's how fucked up you had me. <sighs> anyway, dating is just ghetto. I don't know if y'all can tell. Like dating is just ghetto as fuck. But that nigga really had me fucked up. So then <laughs> the last dude, Marley. Um, that's the last guy that I dated. I don't, I don't really want to just get into it with about him because he just. He wasn't a bad guy, but he was definitely the person that I dated when I was at my lowest. And I was not like that when I met him. But somehow during that interaction, I lost myself. And I truly forgot who I was. But this, you know, when you already are borderline, right? And then you start dating somebody that is not very kind to you and he was not mean to me but he was not kind to me so he was very inconsistent he didn't compliment me a lot and, and what was weird was to everyone else that man would sing my praises he would tell people that I was perfect he would tell people that I, I was the most amazing most special most 
just the most perfect woman he had ever seen. And I mean, I had horn hair and I could shit glitter and I was just amazing to everyone else. But he never told me. Never told me. Like, I would send him a picture like, she looking cute, okay. And he would just like it. And I'm like, damn, a bitch can't get hyped up. A bitch can't get hyped up. Like, come on, bro. He just, you know, he just, he just was not it. And, and I, and the reason I'm, I'm not even gonna lie, like, the reason that I stayed in a relationship for a long time was because we were smashing. It was great. And, uh, that nigga put my whole fucking body in his mouth and that was cool. I really liked that. But he was not me. Like, the other men that I mentioned, other than Chef, they were fucked up. So, you know, it's easy to be like, oh, you know, whatever. And walk away when somebody is mean to you. But he was not mean. He just was not kind. He just was not thoughtful. He just wasn't consistent. And that's enough. You don't have to. And I feel like women get in this habit of, you know, this nigga's not dogging me out. So, because he's not dogging me out, I mean, is it really that bad? You know, what else is out here that could be worse? I'll just stay where I'm at because he's not that bad. But at the end of the day, it did not serve me. At the end of the day, I was unhappy. At the end of the I was miserable with this person. And I didn't like him. I did not enjoy spending time with him. I did not enjoy... Hanging out with him. I literally wanted to sleep with him. And he brought me peace. Now one thing I will say about him. Is that he definitely brought me peace. So I'm very cautious of the type of people. That I have around me. I'm very cautious of the type of people. That I allow in my home. And I always felt very comfortable around him. I always felt very safe around him. So that also contributed to. Why he was able to stay around. As long as he. You know, did. And it's so sick because I wasn't even going to talk about this nigga, but we're going to call him G.I. Ho. So G.I. Ho is this nigga. I'd have had a crush on this motherfucker. I, I saw him last year at a gun class. And I just was like, wow, this is the finest nigga I've ever seen in my life. And it was so sick because my, my best friend, Yang, she saw him before I did. And she was like, oh, bitch, when you see this nigga, you going to. Flip your motherfucking wig. And I was like, what you talking about? She like, girl, it's the nigga out here in this hallway. And, and just know that I know you. Like the back of my motherfucking hand. And you gonna lose your mind when you see the nigga. I'm like, oh, bitch, I'm excited. Like, ooh, wait, this motherfucker. The nigga walking around, bad bitch. Ooh, wee. Ooh, wee. Bad. Bit tall. Car oh, he really likes getting love caramel, got a little beard, fine, fat ass lips, lord, okay, bad bitch, so I'm like, oh yeah, that's me, yeah, that's my husband, like, I really, I need that, I need that, if I don't need nothing else, I need that, okay, so, I, one of my homeboys that I was in a program, a summer program with, um, years ago, it's his brother. So I slide in his DM like, put me on. Like, what the fuck? So I'm like, mm, I don't think he like fat girls, right? Because my homeboy, like, I mean, yeah, he do traditional. Like, I'm a little slim. So I'm like, oh, well, she ain't never going to be slim. But she is a bad bitch. So let me know. 
Okay? So me and a nigga, we end up texting, right? We end up not not even texting. We was messaging on Facebook. When I say that shit went left so motherfucking fast, that nigga went from and, and it could have been on me because I'm just so vulgar and just talk to people so fucking crazy. So my first message to him is because he sent me a friend request because like I said, my homeboy put me on. He sends me a friend request. I'm like, damn, baby. So I guess you heard I want to kiss your motherfucking ass on the mouth, huh? That nigga like, well, how about I eat that pussy from the back? How about that? And I was like, oh, okay. Like that shit literally. And I know that y'all think that I am exaggerating because why would a nigga that I just fucking met 30 seconds ago be offering to eat my pussy from the back? Listen, he was he was high ready. That man was a 530, okay? Couldn't believe it. And I'm like, oh my God. And, and it, it kind of took me off guard because I'm like, not the baddest bitch in the land would eat my pussy from the back. Yes, you can eat my pussy from the back right now. But, you know, some unforeseen circumstances stopped that from happening because I was going to take that man down. I ain't going to lie. But the niggas start acting so weird because I didn't do it to him fast enough. Oh, it was crazy. He like, yeah, we on two different pages. We on two different pages right now. Like, like you, you over there, you know, doing what you're doing. I'm over here doing what, doing what I'm doing. Because my whole thing is, I'm never about to pussy pop for a nigga I just met 20 seconds ago because that nigga fine. Ain't got a little coin. Like, you ain't gonna buy me no chicky nuggies first. Like, we can't go on like a little date or we can't, we just hang to pussy popping. Like, that's deep. So that was too deep for me. That was too deep for me. But again, this nigga is fine as fuck. Like, which goes back to my point that niggas like confidence. Niggas like women that are, like, nobody's out of your league. No one is. Nigga, like, you fine as hell. Because I am fine as hell. And that's what the fuck you got to know. Um, but in conclusion, overall, no matter if you short, skinny, tall, fat, slim, thick, with your cute ass, dating is ghetto as fuck. Dating is ghetto. Wouldn't I recommend? I'm ready to fucking... Hang my cleats up. Coach, take me out the motherfucking game. I am over it. And it does not have anything to do with the fact that a bitch is chunky. It has everything to do with the fact that dating is motherfucking ghetto. My generation is fucked. There is no hope. (laughs) There is no hope, okay? And I'm just, and it's so crazy because like my parents have been married for like 43 years. Like they've been married for a long ass time. So in my head, you know, as as I'm getting older, I'm like, this shit is, is not getting any easier. Like it's getting worse and I don't really know like where the disconnect is or where the the issues truly lie where we can't just get on one accord and just figure out a way to just love on each other and stick together and keep these families together for these beautiful ass kids like I don't I don't know where this where the disconnect is but trust me it is one and I just haven't found anybody that I genuinely liked in years that I could like like my homie lover friend like I have not had that and it's so funny because one of my old one of my old things popped back up and we kind of been vibing but this our interaction now is very different from I don't have a name for him yet so I'm just gonna call him my old team um I'm gonna call him Buffalo so Buffalo um me, I don't know. The the vibe is very different from what it was back when I 
first started talking to him when I was like 18, 19. It's very different. So if it, if if I have a homie lover friend, it's him. Like that's really like my homeboy, and I'm very grateful for that interaction right now because I need it. But for the most part, like I literally just tolerate people until they stop talking to me or I stop talking to them. Like, it's it's one of the two. But my therapist really ate my motherfucking ass up. She's like, yeah, you date men that you don't like so that you don't have to get attached to them. Um, And you also date men that you think are, are beneath you because so that way you never really take them seriously. That way you never get your feelings hurt. And I said, oh, bitch, don't ever read me for filth like that. Don't you ever in your motherfucking life talk to me like that. Okay? Cause you just you just being disrespectful at this point, but it was so true. Like the only the only after after my first boyfriend, I I really liked him like genuinely as a person. But after that, it was a little shaky. Like in my first love, uh, chef, he just caught me off guard. He just you know didn't end up being what I thought he was, or had I or, you know, or what I was told that he was. So he completely caught me off guard, but. I think I went into that situation too. Like, you know, this is not going to be anything. This is just going to be something fun to do for right now. And then, it's, you know, I'm going to be over it. Um, but like I said, he that look caught me in a spiral. So, it, it's just really rare that you find good conversations these days. Like, literally, like, even with the even with the fine-ass nigga, G.I. Ho. Like, I'm trying to talk to this dude. I'm trying to get to know him. He like, bitch, I ain't on none of that. Are you going to pop your pussy on my tablet? Or are you going to get the fuck on? Like, that's it. Like, that's all I got. That's all I got for you. We are not on the same page. And I was like, damn. This nigga don't even know my favorite color. And he want to see what my booty hole look like. Like, that shit just really just was... It was a lot. <clears throat> um, But I don't think it has anything to do with your size. I truly don't. I think that, you know, people treat you the way that, you know, you allow. I think that if you love yourself, and if you carry yourself in a way that exudes that love, people will respect it and they will treat you accordingly. Um, I just think that dating is just hard. It's just hard. Like finding somebody, well, love period is hard, especially romantic love. Platonic love, I, I got that shit down to a science, but romantic love, finding somebody that matches your fly, finding somebody that is your homie, lover, friend that you can kick it with, that you can laugh with, that you can do everything with, that is responsible like you, that manages their money well, that has their shit together, that is willing to work on their traumas, that is willing to work through the little weird shit that they got going on in order to be in a healthy relationship. That shit is hard. But I couldn't keep complaining about what I hated. I had to be proactive. So I'm like, okay, bitch, you're going to therapy. Like, you need, you got some weird-ass little childhood shit. You got some weird-ass little intimacy issues, you know, that you need to work on. You need to work through that shit because you're going to continue to be on this carousel. You're going to continue to run into these same issues. I don't want to keep dating people that I don't genuinely like. I don't want to keep putting all this energy into stuff that is never going to be anything. Because I, I'm afraid to get my feelings hurt. I didn't, I didn't, I don't want to keep doing that. I want to fall in love with my homie lover friend. I want to fall in love with somebody that matches my fly. I want to fall in love with somebody that's just dope as fuck like me. And I want to have some 
beautiful brown skin badass kids with my best friend like that's really what i want so in order to get that and in order to attract what i seek i had to become what i want so i'm just doing the work right now i'm just doing the work and i'm just not gonna settle for the bare minimum i'm just not gonna settle for somebody that's unsure I'm not going to settle for someone that is not ready because I'm ready and we just going to keep doing this motherfucking work until we get where the fuck we trying to go. So thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for tuning in. I've been talking for a long ass time. I hope you enjoy it. Give me some feedback. Tell me what else y'all want to talk about. What else y'all want to hear. Again, this is your girl Porcelain with the Tea and Toxic.